Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Chat Zion, the city of cities when it comes to YouTube chat shows. Hello again, Jason. Hey, Patrick, how you doing? Good, mate, good. Had a couple of weeks away, a bit of a holiday. Went to Disneyland, Mickey Mouse t-shirt, love it. Um, and now we're back and back into it. I'm going to keep going with our series of how being a Christian impacts everyday life. Yeah, looking forward to it. You've had a couple of weeks off, I had a couple of weeks off as a church conference last week. Uh, even got to do a bit of bit selling global care. You can't read this, but you know, that's what it is. Um, so yeah, today we're looking at a big part of, of being a Christian in today's society, and it's handling the negativity that comes towards that. We had a, a question from an audience member, one of our viewers, who said that sometimes they find it hard to figure out how to deal with the negativity that comes to them being a Christian, whether it was being fearful that they were going to be picked on or vilified for their beliefs, or whether it was you know, something as simple as not having the answer to a question if someone comes and asks that of them. Yeah, you know, I think this is a many-layered topic. Negativity at one point. I mean, the Apostle Paul praised God for everything he went through, every persecution. And another word for negativity back then would be persecution because you have this belief that is totally different from what other people believe. And in those days, you know, if you were found out to be a Christian, you'd be crucified. Today we have people worried because their friends may not like them or, you know, their boss may vilify them. And it's like, well, we don't really have the same consequences. However, it doesn't take away from the feelings we feel or the fear. But I I suppose when the Bible says great love casts out fear, we need to remember that Jesus said, those who are persecuted for me, blessed are those who are persecuted for me, for my sake. When we make a choice for Christ, we are going to be persecuted. There are going to be people in our lives that are not going to understand. Whether it's family, friends, they're going to, they're going to mock us. They're going to um, uh, find every reason under the sun to say, you know, you're not doing the right thing. And even in Christian families, because of the difference of you know, um, theologies now, um, you know, even in, the, in Acts, they were starting to recognize this. So when Paul is writing to the church, or Peter's writing to the church, they're saying, you know, don't worry about the small things. Worry about the large things, that we all have a belief in God. We all have a baptism of the Holy Spirit. We all have baptism in water. Those are the things that they counted as among the important. Because, yeah, uh, you're going to get times when people disagree with you, and that is life, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think it's something that's very, very common now. Now that the world has moved a lot further away from Christianity being the norm, the you know the go-to thing that is what everyone was expected to be, really, but now that Christianity is sort of more on the outer of society and the expectations for people, then I think it's given those sceptics a bit more of a free license to get um, you know jump down your throat with anything and everything that they've got to say and. You know what people are like. They love trying to to poke holes in in things that make no sense to them, even if they make perfect sense to someone else. Well, I think the other thing is we're, we're so, in some ways, insecure with who we are. Um, there's an old saying goes around Facebook a few times, but it's older than that, which is that just because someone disagrees with you doesn't mean they can't be friends with you. Yeah. But we have, and one of the reasons that you and I wanted to start this channel is because of the whole fact that when people discuss things, 
It's like you say your opinion, if you don't agree with it, you can be vilified, you can be, but you know, having a difference of opinion is, is amazing. I, I know that our sound engineer and I went and saw Ant-Man while we were at conference. And, uh, you know, he and I came out with this, we didn't think it was as good as the, the previous Ant-Man. Our, our pastor saw it, and I still don't know his opinion, but I got the impression he really loved it. And that, that is the, the joy of having difference of opinion. And it's the same in church. You know, you can have someone say, I, I, this is what I believe. And you can have someone else say, this is what I believe. But we all in church have that, but we believe that, you know, Jesus is the son, and the three and the baptism. That, you know, all the, the elements of faith are important. But in the world, if people don't believe, understand you're a Christian, that's to be expected. That negativity should be expected. And, and that Jesus said, to, uh, to, to clarify this, Jesus said, for those who choose me above. Yeah. You know, you're really, you really need to choose God above your friends. If you haven't done that, who are you making king of your life? I think that's the question you need to ask. Yeah, and I think it's something that has been around for, for a long time, being, being persecuted or being vilified or discriminated against for lots of different reasons. And, and your faith and your belief systems is something that's very, very big as, as far as that goes. And it's just a way of thinking about how would be the best way to deal with that. I mean, as, as Christians, you go back and you look at Jesus himself and the way that he was discriminated against in his day and the fact that you know he knew that it was going to happen makes life a little bit easier but you know even for us now we should be expecting that at the moment as much as that's, that's wrong and ridiculous that we have to expect that we do expect that that's going to come we do expect people to sort of have a go at us and try and sort of get a reaction from us mm. um, but you've got to try as best as you can to go about it with that same sort of grace as what he did. Let's also believe, you know, the Apostle Peter, he, he, he preached really good sermons after the Holy Spirit into his life, but Jesus warned him straight after death, you'll get challenged, you'll deny me three times. And he's like, no, 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 of course not. When we're put into those situations and fear enters into the situation, and sometimes that's our first response. Peter's first response, no, I don't know him. Yeah, well, yeah, it's you know you've got that fight or flight mm. syndrome with it, with everyone else, and for the majority of us, the first reaction is to you know bring down the shutters, lock up, and just protect ourselves before we worry about anything else. And you know, there's day to day things where sometimes you know just being on the back foot is is maybe the best way to go. Mm. But there are some parts where you've got to sit down and realise you know what what I believe is more important than that. And I've got to get a little bit more on the front foot and go, well, you know, I'm going to stand up for what it is that I believe in and I'm going to you know, pull you up on it. If you're going to try and pull me up on it, I'm not going to let that happen. And I'm certainly not going to live in a place where I'm fearful of that just because I believe in something bigger and better than me. Well, absolutely. I think there's also this to remember. We need to walk with walk in with the Spirit. But I remember a famous evangelist, like him or love him, or hate him. I'm not going to mention his name, but one of the things he used to say is this. 
I used to curse for the devil. Why am I not going to pray for Jesus? I used to shout for the devil. Why am I not going to shout for Jesus? We've got no problem joining the world. And yet, when we become Christian, that test is, do we have a problem backing our king? Because you're either one or the other. Jesus says you can't sit in the middle. or You're, you're, you're lukewarm. You're neither before or after. You need to choose a side. If you're choosing Christ, you're going to be, just like the, the, the army on the other side does not want you to win. Yeah. And, you know, and this is the... The joy of being a Christian is that we don't automatically go, you know, there's no chance for the other side. As a Christian, we can open up and say, hey, you know what? I appreciate that that's your opinion. I appreciate the fact that you don't respect my values. That's okay. But I just want to let you know I respect you. And it, it shows the difference. Um, but I think for, for people who really receive that negativity... Um, you know, just really take it to God first. But the second thing is you need to, you need to realize that that negativity will come. You, you can't ignore it. You can't avoid it. When you choose Christ, negativity is coming. And... Buttons. Buttons. We're um, running out of all of our time here. <laughs> but I think that point that you've made then is something that we've brought up in previous episodes as well. You've got to have something that's going to set you apart from everyone else. Yeah. And it's that respect that you can give back to someone even when they are confronting you with something that you might really not agree with what they're saying. And it might be really attacking your belief system or it might be really attacking you personally because of your belief system. But if you can have that respect back towards them than, you know, taking the higher ground, you know. It's showing them that you're different to them. Yeah. But in a good way, whereas at the start of that conversation, they're seeing you as different to them in such a negative way, in such a bad way. You know, they could be resenting you or hating you for, for the belief system that you hold, but having that respect in the way that you deal with them can very quickly turn that around and they'll see you as different in a much more positive way. Yeah, I think before, obviously, my last point before we finish up would be, would be this. You don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know their history. You don't know their culture. You don't know their, their heritage. Christianity could be something for them in their past or in their family's past has been something that's tormented them. Mm. So if they're bringing you hatred, you don't respond in kind. You respond the way Christ did, which is through love for God's work. He got and, and that is the... The key foundation for any Christian is to respond with love and respond as Christ would. If you've ever got a doubt, you know, take it back to God and say, hey, I don't know what to do with this. And it can be really one of the hardest things for some people to do to not be um, jumped to your defense. But the Bible says to let God be your judge. And that basically means you, know, don't, you don't have the defense. You don't need to be defense. Jesus is your defense. So take it back to God and pray. Great. Uh, ladies and gents, that's all we've got time for in this episode of Chat Zion. Please email us through chatzionmail at gmail.com or comment on the videos you see here. We're on YouTube now. We're on Facebook now. Look us up, join up, and see when we're coming back for next week. Thanks, Jason. No worries. We'll see Catch you next, next time. Week.